0: and James. Chapter one. You know what I love about James? James is a straight shooter. Like he's one of those guys that man, when you read what he says, you never have to wonder what he's trying to say. He doesn't sugarcoat it. He doesn't try to water it down. Man, he just straight shoots right in our face, tells it really like it is. And yet, what's so amazing about James is that he gives us the hard stuff, but he does it in a very, in a very loving and compassionate way. In fact, that's why we're calling this series Hard Love, because James. James comes at us in a hard way, and he talks about some hard stuff in life, but he does it with a loving purpose behind what he's doing, and so that's what we're going to talk about in this series over this next, over this next five weeks. We're going to start today with James chapter one, and let me just lay it out, kind of how it's going to work. There's obviously no way in five weeks we're going to get through all the stuff that's in James, because there is a ton of good stuff in James. I want you to get it all. We're just going to hit the highlights on the weekend, but here's what I'm going to challenge everybody. Everyone, to do. There are five chapters in the book of James. Then there are five days, Monday through Friday, not counting the weekend. Here's what I'm going to challenge you to do starting tomorrow and every week throughout this series. Would you help me out by doing this on Monday? Read James chapter one. On Tuesday, read James chapter two. Thir- Wednesday, James chapter three. On and on. And do that every single week during this series. And at the end of the series, you will have read through James five times. I think we'll get it all by then, right? All right, so let's look at it. James chapter. One. James pretty much just starts it off, I mean, hitting us hard from the very beginning. And look what he says in verse 1. James, a servant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes scattered among the nations. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face what? When you face trials of many kind. Because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. And perseverance must finish its work so that you may become mature and complete. Not lacking anything. Now, James, I mean, he doesn't waste any time. He just gets right to it. He doesn't sugarcoat it. He doesn't do any small talk. He just comes out right from the very beginning of this letter that he's writing to the Christians that are scattered all over the world. And the first thing out of the box, he says, guys, life's going to stink sometimes. You're going to have problems. Like, how many would like to get a letter like this? Maybe an email where in the subject it just says, life sucks sometimes. How many would say, I'm not going to open that email, right? Right. And that's basically the way James just starts out. Hey, guys, you're going to have problems. There's going to be struggles. There's going to be difficulties in life. There's no beating around the bush. There's no sugarcoating it. You might as well just know it right now. You're going to face problems. And James basically just breaks it down for us and he tells us a few things about problems. I want to hit these today. If you're taking notes, you might want to write them down. The first one is simply this, that James basically just tells us that problems are unavoidable. Isn't that true? Like you can try to hide, but problems will find you. (laughs) They're going to come your way. You're going to have struggles. You're going to have difficulties. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter who you know. It doesn't matter where you were raised or where you were born. It doesn't matter your name. It doesn't matter It doesn't matter the color of your skin. Everybody is going to have problems. I got problems. You got problems. All God's people's got problems. You know what I'm saying? And I, saw, I know some of you are going, well, pastor, that doesn't seem very positive today. Could you give us a more positive message? Well, here's the deal. I'm positive. You're going to have problems. You really are. I mean, they're going to come. You can't avoid it. And I know some of us are going, man. That you know, that doesn't sound very good today. I'm not sure I really want to believe what James has to say. Well, if you don't believe James, then just believe James's half brother. His name is Jesus. And look what Jesus says about it in John chapter 16 and verse 33. He says, "In this world, you what? You will have trouble." Some people say, I'm a Christian. I gave my heart to Jesus. That must mean I'm not going to have any struggles. All my problems are going to be gone because I said a prayer and gave my life to Jesus. And Jesus said, no, no, no. The opposite is actually true. That in this world, you're going to have problems. You can't avoid it. You can run and hide, but they will find you. Are you encouraged yet? Yeah, I know. (laughs) Number two, write this one down. The second thing about problems is this is that not only are problems unavoidable, is that problems are unpredictable. Isn't that true? Like, how many have noticed that? That you can be having a great day, everything's going good, you're driving down the road, it's a sunny day, you got the radio playing, and then all of a sudden, behind you in the rear view mirror, you see those lights. You know what I'm saying? or maybe you're driving down the road and everything's good and all of a sudden your car you start you hear that knocking in the car or i mean it can be i mean any it come from anywhere it can come from any phone call at any moment of any time in your life that things can go from really good to really bad and they just come unexpectedly in life. In fact, this is what James was saying in verse number two. Look what he says. He says, consider it pure joy when you face trials. Hey, you're going to face trials. And then what he says, of many kinds. So look at this. There's going to come trials and problems that are going to come your way, and they're going to come from all different directions. In fact, this word face, he says, you're going to face some trials. You know that word face, if you actually uh, study it in the Greek there, it actually means to come upon or to fall into unexpectedly. Basically, James says, hey, guys, problems are going to come. You can't avoid them. You can't predict them. They're going to come your way whether you like it or not. They're going to come at the moment when you least expect it. But then notice number three, this is, where, this is where the hard part begins to become the love part. Because notice what he says, he says, hey, problems are unavoidable and problems are unpredictable. But here's what he says, problems are not unprofitable. In fact, James says, hey, I'm giving you some hard stuff, right? But I'm going to tell you that the hard stuff in your life actually has a loving purpose. There's, there's actually a reason for it that, that even though you're going to go through struggles, even though you're going to go through problems and trials and difficulties in your life, that God can actually take those problems and those trials and those struggles and he can actually work them and use them for your good. In fact, here's the deal. Write this down. Every problem has a purpose. In fact, why don't you say that with me today on the count of three. One, two, three. Every problem has a purpose. Come on, say it again. Every problem has a purpose. Some of you are here today and you're facing some problems. You're going through some struggles in your life and you're wondering, why am I going through what I'm going through? And here's what I want to tell you. I may not know why you're going through what you're going through, but here's what I know. There's a reason that God can actually take the problems and he can actually use them for your profit, In fact, the word problem, if you study the word problem in the Latin, the word problem in Latin is actually the word "probleme," And that word actually means, it's so incredible, it actually means to spring forward, to advance forward. Now, most of us, that's not the way we look at problems, is it? Like most of us, we look at problems more like to set back, right? We look at a problem as something that sets us back. But actually, when we look at problems through the perspective that James looks at it through, we see that a, that a problem may not be a setback. It might be a temporary setback. But what it really is, is it's a set up. It sets God up to begin to be able to work in our lives, that God can even take the pain and the problems and the trials and the struggles in our life, and he can actually turn them and use them to propel us forward into the purpose that he has for our lives. And this is what James is trying to teach us. Hey, this is a hard truth, but there is a loving purpose behind this hard truth that I'm giving you. In fact, he gives us really three ways that problems can be for our profit. If you're taking notes, you might want to write these down. The first one is this, is that problems have a chance to purify our faith. Everybody say purify. Purify. What do problems do? They purify us. In fact, it's so important here. James says the testing... Of your faith. This word testing is, is really important because if you really study it, what it's talking about is talking about the process that is used to purify gold. Now, think about this for just a second. If you have gold or if you have a precious metal, they will take that gold, and it's not pure gold when they first mine it out of the ground. It has all kinds of impurities and all kinds of of things. But what do they do is they take that gold and they put it into a furnace. They put it into a fire. And then they turn the heat up really, really, really hot. And then what happens is that all of the the impurities that are a part of the gold that was mined out of the ground, those impurities can't stand the heat. And so what happens is... Those impurities are burned away until when they're finally finished with the process. When they've gone through the testing process for the gold, here's what happens. You bring it out and suddenly you have pure gold. All the impurities, all the stuff is burned away and now the gold is pure. Now the gold has a greater value. And here's what James says that problems and struggles and trials will do in our lives. It's like it's like a testing process that, that we go into the heat, man. And sometimes some of you are here today and the heat is on in situations in your life. And man, you're in what, what the, the King James called a fiery trial, that the fire is burning around you. Man, it's hot and it's uncomfortable and it's difficult. But here's the hope that you can have that even in the midst of that struggle and that difficulty, that God is burning away all of the impurity. And all of the stuff in your life, so that you can come out as pure gold the way God created you to be come on in fact this is what this is what job was talking about. How many of you remember the story of Job? How many would say job had some problems, right? I mean in one instant like out of nowhere, unexpectedly, suddenly Job loses his family. He loses, he loses all of his flock. He loses his home. He loses his business. He loses everything in just, in just one moment. And if anybody could have been mad at God, it would have been Job, right? If anybody had an excuse to complain a little bit, in fact, his friends tried to get him. Even his own wife tried to get him to just deny God and just curse God and die. But I want you to notice what Job said about the trouble that he went through. In Job 23, in verse 10, it says, for he, talking about God, Has tested me through the refining fire, and I have come out on the other side as what? As pure gold. You see, some of you, man, God sees pure gold in you, but in order to bring you out as the pure gold, the potential that He has in you, He's going to have to allow you to go through some struggles and some trials and some stuff to burn away all the other stuff to build up your faith and make it completely pure the way that He's called you to be. And here's what you got to understand, guys. You're never really going to know what faith is until you face some problems. I mean, think about it. Like, you're never going to know how to have faith until you go through some stuff that requires you to have faith. You're never going to know what it's like to know God as your peace until you go through some storms. You're never going to know what it's like to know God as your provider until you go through some times when you do without, right? Come on. You're never going to know what it's like to have God as as joy in your life unless you experience some sorrows sometimes. You're you're never going to know what it's like to have God as your healer until sometimes you hurt in life. You're never going to know what it's like to have God as your hope until you go through some situations that seem hopeless. And when you go into the fire, you can come out on the other side as pure gold that God intended for you to be. Man, I'm preaching today. Come on. Here's what problems do. They purify our faith. Number two, write this one down. Problems have the opportunity to fortify our patience. Everybody say fortify. Verse three, look what it says. And the testing of your faith develops perseverance. You know what perseverance is? Perseverance is the ability to keep from quitting. Perseverance, if you studied in the, in the Greek, it's actually the ability to stay under pressure. How many know we got a lot of pressure in life? Come on, right? And how many know some people do well at standing up under the pressure and some people don't do so well at standing up under the pressure? And what's the difference? The difference is what James is talking about. Have we allowed the problems and the struggles in our life to build perseverance in our lives? See, that's what problems do is they, is they fortify. They, they fortify our patience. They build perseverance in us. They give us staying power. You know, the truth is, as a pastor, you know what I see in a lot of people, what they really need, they need some staying power. Because you know what happens is they are really good whenever things are going good. I see them all the time when things are going good in life. And then when struggles come, suddenly I don't see them anymore. And what was the problem? was they didn't realize that, that sometimes the Lord will even allow these struggles and these problems to build us up, to, to strengthen us so that, when, so that when our destiny comes along, we will be prepared for it. It just kind of makes me think about an athlete. When you think about a professional athlete and the man, the things that they put their body through. I mean, think about the training that they go through and how difficult it is, like the strain. I mean, they put a lot of pressure on their muscles, put a lot of pressure on their on their uh, bodies, even on their, on their minds mentally and they do it for hours and hours and hours at a time all for that one, that one moment under pressure. I mean, think about the Olympics or something like that. Someone that runs you know, a sprint and it might, be, it might be 20 seconds worth of running and they spent 20,000 hours preparing for those 20 seconds. But what was happening was in those hours that they spent sweating and hurting and, and all the pain and all the pressure that they went through was all for that one moment that they would be able to stand under the pressure when all eyes are on them. And here's the deal. There's going to come a time in our lives where we're going to step into the purpose and the destiny that God has for us. And if we hadn't had some struggles and some trials to build us along the way, then we're not going to be ready when that time comes. So we got to prepare ourselves. And what happens, what builds our faith, what prepares us is those moments that we're in the struggles and we depend upon God so that when the time when we truly step into our purpose and our destiny, we will be ready for it. This is what problems do. Man, they purify our faith. They fortify our patience. Number three, man, this is so good. They sanctify our character. Here's the deal. I've said it a million times here at LifeGate over the last 10 years, so I'm going to say it a million and one. Is that all right? God is more concerned with your character than he is with your comfort. So true. Most of us, you know, we're concerned with being comfortable. We're concerned with our happiness. We think that's what is most important in life, but God doesn't see it that way. It's not that God doesn't want you to be happy. I mean, He does, but you know what He wants more than that? He wants you to to be growing into the holiness, into the character, into the nature of Jesus Christ. He's more concerned with who you are than how you feel at the moment. And so when problems come, they don't feel good, right? And so what do we do? We get upset at God. God, why did you allow me to go through this problem? And God has a purpose for the problem. And that purpose is not necessarily to make you feel good because it can be painful at the time. The purpose for that problem is to build your character, to make you into the image and into the nature of his son, Jesus Christ, to grow you into maturity. In fact, that's what James said right there in our passage. He says, here's the reason for the problems, that you may develop perseverance and perseverance may finish its work so that you can be mature, and complete, not lacking anything. Isn't that the goal, really? The goal is not happiness. The goal is maturity. The, the goal is growing into full, mature faith to look like God's son, Jesus. Now, here's the deal. If we're gonna look like Jesus, then guess what? We're gonna have to go through what Jesus went through. Most of us think as a Christian, it means I'm not gonna have any problems. Well, if you look at Jesus, if he's the one that we were following, how many would say Jesus had some problems? Like he had some pain, he had some struggles, he had some stuff that he went through. He went through some betrayal and some denial and some disappointments. And here's the deal, if we're going to be like him, then we're going to have to go through some of the stuff that he went through, and it's that stuff that shapes our character. And here's here's what's so so good, you're not going to like it, but it's good. Here's the thing, is this, is that when God wants to teach us something, he uses its opposite to teach it to us. Here's what I mean. If God wants to teach you to have joy, guess what? He doesn't teach you to have joy just by giving you joyful situations. No, he teaches you real joy by allowing you to go through sorrowful situations. And that's where you really learn the joy of the Lord, right? If, if you're going you know, to learn how to have love, you know how God teaches you how to have real love? He'll put some unlovable people in your life, right? Don't point at them if they're sitting in here right if if god wants if you want to learn patience first of all don't pray for it cuz god will make sure that you get it but here's the deal if you want to learn patience if god wants to teach you patience you know how he teaches you patience? I'm making you wait and over and over and over, this is the way that it works, but there's a purpose behind the pain. There's a purpose behind the problem that God is developing and building our character so that we can look like Jesus, so that we can be in the image of his son, Jesus Christ, because God's not, not as concerned about our comfort or our happiness as he is about our character and our holiness. And so he will allow struggles sometimes. Well, that, that means God must be a mean God. Oh, well, he's not a mean god. You know, he's a loving god. He loves us enough just like we love our kids that we don't give them everything they want all the time because we know that that wouldn't be good for them, right? We we love them enough that we even allow them to struggle a little bit sometimes because we know it's good for their character. It's hard love. It's tough love, right? It's the hard stuff, but it's in a in a loving way. So some of you are going right now, man, I'm going through some hard love right now. I got some struggles and some stuff that I'm facing and all this. I mean, it helps a little bit to have perspective, but I don't know what to do about it. What do I do? When I'm going through a problem or a struggle in my life, Pastor, well, here's the cool deal is that James doesn't just give us the hard stuff. He teaches us what to do when we're in the middle of the hard stuff. In fact, he gives us really three things in this passage that we can do when we're struggling with problems and and when we're going through uh, the testing of our faith. The first one is this. If you're taking notes, write it down. you got to rejoice. Everybody say rejoice. Got to rejoice. Look what he says. Consider it pure joy. When you face trials of many kinds, that doesn't seem to make sense, right? Like, I'm supposed to be happy. (laughs) I'm going through a problem. My car broke down. I'm supposed to be like, hallelujah, my car broke down. No, no, no. That sounds crazy, right? And some of us go, how can I be happy for my problem? And here's the deal is that we don't have to be happy for the problem, but we can be happy in the problem. In fact, this is what Paul was talking about in the in the book of first Thessalonians uh, look what he says in First Thessalonians five and verse 18 he says in everybody say in. in in everything give thanks notice he doesn't say for everything oh I'm supposed to be thankful because my you know because I got sick I'm supposed to be thankful because the kids are just throwing up all night I'm supposed to be thankful because I'm going through this problem at work I'm supposed to be No, no, not thankful for the problem, but thankful in the problem, that I can actually rejoice. In fact, Josh just laid it out, Pastor Josh just laid it out so well for us today, that actually here on this earth, in the problems are the only time that we can actually really worship God through the problem. It's in the problem, it's in the struggle, it's in those times where we can really learn true joy, that we can consider it pure joy When we face trials of many kind, in the midst of it, that we can actually learn to rejoice. In fact, I love the way it says it in the message version. It says that we can consider it a sheer gift. Like the problem that you're facing may not look like it. it. Doesn't come packaged in the way that we would like, but it's actually a gift from God. That we can actually look at it with this perspective that God allowed it in our lives for our good. That the problem is for a purpose. And in that, we can rejoice. Number two, here's what we're going to do. When you face problems, here's what you're going to do. You're not just going to rejoice, but you're going to request. Everybody say request. You're going you're to ask God. For help. Now, for many of us, this is, this is not a difficult thing to do because this is when we pray the most usually, isn't it? <laughs> when we're going through a struggle, like we don't pray any other time, but then we face a problem and suddenly it's like, oh, God, right? And what is it that we pray usually when we're in the middle of the problem? What do we pray? God, take away the problem. Come on, right? Anybody know what I'm saying? Like, God, fix it. God, make it better. And that's, that's a prayer to pray, but that's not the prayer that James actually teaches us to pray, In fact, James says, hey, there's going to be problems. They're going to come when you least expect it. But God's going to use it in your life. And when you're in the midst of it, here's what you need to pray. Not God take the prayer away, but or take the problem away. But but look what he says in in the very next verse, in verse number five. Here's what you pray. If any of you lacks what? Wisdom. Let him ask God. Who gives it generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. So many of us, when we face a problem, we pray, God, fix the problem. God, take the trial away. And James says, no, that's not the prayer that you need to learn to pray. Here's the prayer you need to learn to pray. When you're in the problem or the struggle, the prayer you need to pray is, God, give me wisdom. God, give me wisdom to know what to do about the problem. Give me wisdom to know how the problem is going to do something in me. And most of us, that's not what we're praying, is it? Most of us are praying, God, get rid of the problem. And James says, no, pray this prayer. God, give me wisdom. Give me wisdom to know how to handle the problem. Give me, let the problem build wisdom in me. And this is one prayer you can always guarantee that God will answer because he says, he will give it to all without finding faults. So here's what we're gonna do when we find ourselves in these problems. We're gonna rejoice, we're gonna request. Number three, write this one down. We're gonna relax. Relax. R E L A X. Relax. See, so many of us, here's what we do. Problems happen and we freak out, right? You know what, you know what James says? Stop freaking out. Trust God. The same God that got you through the last problem is the same God that can get you through this one. All you gotta do is trust him. All you gotta do is believe. Everybody say believe believe and don't doubt. In fact, this is what he says in the very next verse, in verse number six. He says, but when you ask, here's what you do. You're going to believe and not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like a wave at the sea blown and tossed by the wind. You know what? So many of us, this is the way we are. Man, we are up one day, down the next. We're all over the place. Our emotions are here and our emotions are there. And one minute we're good and then a problem comes and we're down here on the bottom and we're all over the place like a wave tossed at the sea. And here's what James says, the reason that you're all over the place, the reason that you're not stable and steady, the reason that you're so insecure, the reason that you're blown around by all the problems that come into your life. Is this, is that you haven't believed? You got doubt in your heart. And here's what he says to do when you face the struggles and when you face trials and when you face problems, relax. God's got them. The same God that got you through the last problem is going to get you through this problem. The problem might be big, but your God is bigger. So here's what you got to do just trust him. Yeah. That would be the message that I would give for you today. Some of you came into this place and you got struggles. You're facing them right now. In fact, that's the whole reason that you're even here today. It's the reason you got up an hour early. It's the reason you didn't sleep in. You didn't go on spring break because you said, I've got to be there today because I've got a struggle and a problem. And I don't know how I'm going to get through it. And maybe even being here today was your last ditch effort, your last resort saying, I don't know what to do. And let me tell you what to do today. Trust God. Because whatever you're facing, God is bigger. And he still can be trusted and here's what James says man he wraps it all up right here just in a nice little bow for us he tells us hey guys problems are going to happen they're going to happen when you least expect it but God's going to use them so here's all you got to do is relax and just request God's help just rejoice in the midst of it and when you do man there's going to come something good of it on the other side look what he says in verse 12 for blessed is the one who perseveres under trials. Why? Because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised for those that love him. I'm telling you, you're going to go through some tests and some trials, but in the end, you can come out with the crown of life if you just don't give up. I love the way Paul says it in Galatians 6 9. Hey, there's going to come times when you're going to get tired, but do not grow weary in doing good, for at the proper time, you will reap a harvest. If you do not give up.